0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Old, Gold, and Black Sports Podcast, Week 5. I'm your host, Jack McKenney, with my co-host along here, Jake Stewart. Jake, tell us a little bit about what happened on the football field this weekend.
1: Well, it was a, it was a tough game to watch, a tough game, I'm sure, for you to be at, Jack. A brutal loss for Wake Forest, 58-55 to 55 was the final score. Sam Hartman, though, he was a bright spot for the team. He looked good all, all day long, 486 total yards for him and 7 touchdowns. I mean, he was the better Sam H. He really was of the game Jackie. He threw for five touchdowns and he ran for two. A.T. Perry and Ja'Cory Robertson, they also had great games. They scored a pair of touchdowns each and had over 100 yards receiving. Taylor Marin, he also had a touchdown. He's been playing great lately. And a tough blow for Wake Forest was Christian Beale-Smith. He had to get uh, not carted off the field, but he was limping off on his own power after the game. Couldn't put much weight on that, on that leg, though. So we'll see. Have to keep an update on that. Uh, Gavin Holmes and Kalen Carson—they also suffered injuries. So the Demon Deacons turned to Justice Ellison on the ground. He had 81 yards. Uh, the Demon Deacons also lost 59 to 53 last year. So two two brutal games for uh, for Wake against North Carolina.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, t- tough tough loss for sure. Um, tough to see Beal Smith go down as well as uh, Kaelin and Gavin. Um, shout out to Justice for stepping up there at the end. He had a big run. Um, at the end of the game, I think it was like 30 yards. Um, minimal defense here from the Um uh, but Ryan Smenda Jr. and Rondell Bothroyd led the defense. Uh, Smenda forced a fumble and had 10 tackles, while Bothroyd had two tackles for a loss and a sack.
1: Yeah, well, as we mentioned for the second straight year, Wake blew a lead to the Tar Heels. Last year, it was a 21-point lead, Jack. Just one quarter left to play. All you got to do is just secure secure the game. Uh, you know, I, I've heard people all week long talking about how it was probably on and You see this year, Wake lost an 18-point lead with just one quarter left. But I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't put it on him. I, I I think Wake just, they couldn't execute. They really couldn't. You saw missed receptions to, to end the game, just a, a terrible job tackling all game long. It looked like nine, 10 yards per carry just about every time on the ground for North Carolina, just doing anything at will on offense towards the end of the game. And uh, the offense for Wake Forest just couldn't execute towards the end of the game. So just, just a tough, tough game.
0: Yeah, I mean, great point, Jake. I mean, for me, I I thought what happened was is we didn't keep the pace. Against UNC, you just got to consistently score. And when we were up 45-27, to you know, we had some drives intermittently where we had the lead and we didn't score. And in order to beat UNC, at least for us, I mean, we got to just keep scoring and scoring and scoring. And we couldn't really convert in those moments when we were up. Um, And that was kind of ultimately what... What had us, I think, lose the game?
1: And we we talked about it too last week in our predictions. We we said the last team to have the ball was going to be the team to win. We both had high scoring predictions, and it just so happened that UNC ended up with it uh, to end the game.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, they had that field goal at the end, and unfortunately we couldn't uh, convert on uh, fourth down. Um, so that was tough. Um, we did a better job, I guess, against Sam Howell. He still had a monster game, particularly on the ground. Um, UNC tallied. 358 rush yards and six TDs so Howell and mainly Howell and Ty Chandler combined for those rush yards um, how only threw for 216 yards 216 yards and a touchdown um, last year he had 585 yards and six touchdowns so better job passing um, certainly uh, you know defending the pass against Howell but Uh, on the ground he was an absolute beast broke so many tackles um you know and he's uh he's really a special quarterback i think he's one of the best qbs in this incoming draft and uh he's gonna have a good good uh good future ahead of him um and jake i'm happy we don't have to play him next year
1: (laughs) yeah yeah i am as well first loss of the season for wake forest a tough one at that but you know jack i think some silver lining behind the game and, and many people were questioning this going into the week but It wasn't an on-conference matchup. It really was. This year, uh, UNC was considered out of Wake's conference, so it does help for ACC standings, uh, potential uh, ACC championship for Wake Forest. The big game is this week. We'll mention it later in our preview. Uh, NC State should be a good one. Uh, A battle of two teams. The winner most likely will head to the ACC championship. The loss this week, it dropped Wake Forest to 13 in both the coaches and AP poll.
0: Yeah, yeah, tough. I mean, we're still undefeated in conference play, so we just got to get the win next week. Uh, Moving to women's soccer, more bad news as they had a brutal 2-1 loss versus third-ranked Florida State.
1: Sophia Rossi continued her dominance, though, Jack. She scored her eighth goal of the season, giving the Deeks an early 1-0 lead just 30 minutes in.
0: However, the Noles struck back within 10 minutes with Lauren Flynn telling her second goal of the season in the 41st minute.
1: A tough game for Wake Forest. Uh, uh, the Noles would add one more goal just two minutes into overtime. And a tough way to end the season if you're Wake Forest, but a, but a really, really great season.
0: Yeah, I mean, you got to give hats off to them. You know, I mean, unranked going into this tournament, you play Duke, then you play FSU, the second and third ranked teams. And look, they they knocked off the Blue Devils, and they gave... A hell of a fight against florida state so you got to give a hats off to this team and um uh, they definitely overperformed. and you know i'm not disappointed at all i'm i'm, I'm proud of them for sure right i mean
1: and pe- pe- people fail to to remember that this team hadn't had a winning season <laughs> since 2017. they went 15 games this year lose just five and they won six games in this tough acc conference that was their most win since 2011.
0: yeah hats off to them for a great season really did well moving on to men's soccer unfortunately they also had a tough loss against the duke blue devils falling by final of three to two
1: yeah jack the the deke started this match off with a lead during the 26th minute but you know jake Swallon, he connected on a penalty kick it was uh his initial attempt was saved but he buried the rebound for his fifth goal of the season big goal for wake forest
0: yeah and a crazy turn of events after that duke strikes back With two goals in two minutes, Uh, both were scored by star Thor Olferson.
1: Well, some silver lining, too, for you. Our boy, Nico Benazikar, he responded with a goal in the 44th minute, tying up the game. We had him on the podcast a few weeks ago, and he talked about how he needed a little bit more energy out there. He killed it.
0: Yeah, that was awesome. Great to see him. Uh, Tally a goal there in in such a big game, Um, you know, usually um, Being on defense probably not a goal scorer, but it's awesome to see him uh, put one in the net uh, to tie it up Unfortunately, the Blue Devils got the last lap, though Scoring in the 76th minute, securing the win Um, Tough loss, uh, but, you know, hey, at least we got UVA You know, that was good, Um, and Duke is third ranked, so You know, it's a tough opponent for sure (laughs)
1: Let's well, said to field hockey they matched up with North Carolina. Jackie was the sixth time in the past 2 years that these two teams matched up. They know each other well. Uh, it was another another close game for Wake Forest. They lost 3 to 2 in overtime.
0: Yeah, the last two games against the Tar Heels were decided by a single goal including a 3-2 three to- three double overtime loss in last year's ACC tournament. That ended the Deeks 2020 season and North Carolina was ranked
1: number 1 at the time. Wake struck first when Mike Landcor sent a ball into the top of the circle. Sophomore Maggie Dickman, she's been on fire. She put it into the back of the net for her seventh goal of the season. She's second on the team in goals to finish the year.
0: The Tar Heels tied the score at one in the second period off the stick of ACC star Aaron Matson, but Wake Forest quickly answered. Just 24 seconds later, freshman Ashley Hart dove into the circle and scored.
1: We haven't said her name much this season, Jack. We have not. She met. is she is a real she is the real deal. Excuse me. She was awarded the best female athlete for the class of 2021 at her high school, the Governor's Academy. She was also ranked as a top 50 player in the country by Max Field Hockey in 2021. She she is something else. You'll have to watch her in the next few seasons.
0: Yeah, for sure. Great recruit by them, and uh, happy she uh, could tally one in an important game. Um, Matson scored again with 10 minutes left in forced overtime. Cassie Sumfest scored on the second short corner of the period to give North Carolina the key comeback win.
1: Let's hold o- head over to Hoops. It's our first preview for you. Excuse me, a recap of the season for you for men's basketball. They matched up for the first time in 244 days. They beat Winston-Salem State 88-56 to in a scrimmage. It showed off the new squad a little bit, Jack.
0: Yeah, definitely. You know, a lot of new faces on this team. Um we had a lot of guys transfer, a lot of guys come in. Uh, you know, I don't know if that's the norm for college basketball now, but you know, it's certainly kinda interesting, um, you know, having all these new upperclassmen coming in. One of them being Jake Laveria, who led the team with sixteen points and ten rebounds. Alondez Williams also added sixteen points, and Carter Witt shot a perfect four for four from the field for twelve points.
1: Yeah, and the Deeks shot fifty percent from the field from three, so good to see them get the ball into the hoop to start this season. It was something that they struggled with last year.
0: Yeah, and Jake, one thing we need to clean up at the beginning of the season is free throw shooting. The Demon Deacons shot a meager 69% from the line. Wow,
1: yeah, they will have to step that up a little bit. Let's see if Steve Forbes can, you know, do a little bit of free throw practice. Why not get those easy points? Mm Mm-hmm. So, heading over to men's tennis, Taha Badi, Sidon Bathia, and Jacob Schneider wrapped up play at the ITA National Fall Championships at the Barnes Tennis Center. Mm-hmm. Banthea and Schneider were invited as automatic qualifier doubles, and they advanced to the round of 16 with a win over Hubert Morenzo of Nebraska, 6 to 3 and 7 to 5 in straight sets. They would fall to Bass Law of Bal- Baylor, excuse me, 6 to 2 and 6 to 2 in straight sets to end their tournament in singles
0: body fell to mason byler of oklahoma university 6-1 3-6 6-4 in the round of 32. in the last tournament of the fall season Wake Forest men's tennis had one singles and two doubles pairs clinched titles at the Wake Forest invite on Sunday.
1: Yeah, and Robert Macek and Ben Draper, they also earned a win to claim a title for the Demon Deacons. Jacket was a good weekend for them. They claimed 24 total wins with 16 singles and 8 doubles.
0: Yeah, for sure. Pretty impressive. Um, moving to volleyball, volleyball split a pair of matches this weekend. On Thursday, they took on the Virginia Tech Hokies and won by a final of three sets to one. Per usual, Cameron Malloy was an absolute beast. She led the Deeks with 16 kills and had five aces. Wow. What a performance. I mean, Jake, I, I just find us always recapping the volleyball, and she is always leading the stat sheet. Incredible.
1: Yeah, she stepped up once again this week, and she, she's she been great. I, um, You know, I hope she can keep it up. The team has uh, two games upcoming next weekend. We'll mention the preview in a few minutes, but... Uh, The the Deeks also traveled on Friday to take on Duke. They did get swept three sets to none, but a a one and one split weekend for Wake in volleyball.
0: Yep, not bad. Uh, Moving to cross country, they had a huge week for the men's and women's cross country teams who competed in ACC
1: championships. Yeah, the men's team, they finished in bronze. They had a tough week in the previous tournament, finished at uh, 15th, but they had a great week. Finished third, the women took 11th at the Notre Dame-Burke golf course.
0: Junior Zach Faccioni placed 6th, and redshirt junior Aaron Las Heras placed 19th, and they earned all ACC honors and led the geeks to a total score of 104 points.
1: For the women, they were led by Caroline Millaner, who finished 41st, and Hannah Castamains, who finished 55th. They finished overall 11th with a total of 268 points. Yep, King Jack, I, I don't know a lot about cross country, but I know that's pretty good for both these teams. And, it, People fail to recognize that. I mean, these are big. These are big races. The There's upwards of 20, 25 teams competing each and every week. So, especially the men's team, a fantastic job placing bronze this week.
0: Yeah, they're big races, and uh, I'm happy. You know, our our guys stepped up and um, and uh, you know got the job done. Really important. Um, moving on to men's football. Let's let's get some previews going here. Men's football will take on in-state rival NC State at Truist Field. On Saturday at 7:30 p.m. finally we get a night game about time uh, man. yeah about time this may be the biggest game of the year for the Deeks the 21st ranked Wolfpack trailed the Deeks by just one game for first place in the ACC and uh, you know our side of the ACC um, and with the loss the Deeks would lose um, their first place spot so Jake this is an important game what do you think about it
1: well I mean uh, if you're Wake Forest this game is Pretty much your make or break, and who knows? They could use that North Carolina game in one of two ways, Jack. They could take it as a wake-up call and, and say, "All right, we, we lost the game. We you know we're proved that we 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 can lose. You know we can lose, and uh, especially to a team like North Carolina, a team with a strong offense. NC State brings a different approach. They're they're a defensive-minded team. So we're going to have to see if Sam Hartman can step up without CBS. We'll see if Justice Justice Ellison can come in and and play well. But uh, a very key game for Wake Forest, as you mentioned, and one that could be a telltale sign of how the rest is. Season goes.
0: Yeah. Also, uh, you know, DBs need to step up against uh, star quarterback Devin Leary. He's had a pretty good season, uh, and was is one of those reasons why the Wolfpack are uh, ranked 21st. Um, Moving on to field hockey, they came off a tough loss to UNC, and they're looking to bounce back. The 2021 NCAA Field Hockey Championship Selection Show takes place on Sunday, November 7th. So they're hoping to get a spot there. Um, I don't know, man. Cross your fingers.
1: I'm excited. You know what else I'm excited for? The women's basketball team. They're tipping off their season at Mercer on Tuesday, November 9th. After that, they'll return home to face Cornell on Friday.
0: Yep, and the men's team will face off against William and Mary on Wednesday for their first game of the season. After that, they will face Western Carolina on Friday after the women's game. So, Jake, for both men and women, it looks like, you know, two easy games start off the season, get the get the uh the chemistry flowing and and get things going for the season.
1: I'm excited to see both of these teams. I mean uh, for the men's team, we already mentioned a completely revamped team. If you go back and, and listen to our interview with RJ Kenna, you, you can hear just how many pieces are new to that team and what it's going to take to take a big step up this year. And for the women's team, they had their best season that they've had in a very long time last year. They made the NCA tournament. Yep. They did lose a few pieces, Jack, but I, I think they can use that momentum. They've got a great coach and, and a great uh, caliber team there.
0: Yeah, they still got star player Jewel Spear, who's in one of my classes. Looking forward to seeing her play this season. And, yeah, as you said, for the men's team, I think we've got some more depth this year, um, and as Steve Sword said, and I've said before, we've got an ACC caliber team this year, so hey, that's all you can ask for, I guess.
1: Should be fun to watch. Just a couple fall sports concluding up here. Volleyball is one of them. They play a pair of games at home this weekend. They take on Virginia on Friday at 7, and Boston College on Sunday at 1.
0: Yep, Jake, and cross country looks to build up on its big week at the ACC championships as they head to Louisville, Kentucky. They will compete in the NCAA Southeast Region Championship.
1: I'm excited for this next one, Jack. Our our interview of the week this week is a star golfer, Rachel Kuhn from the women's golf team. Stay with us.
0: Yep, excited to hear from Rachel. Hello everybody and welcome back to the OGB sports podcast and here we have our athlete of the week star woman's golfer Rachel Keane. Rachel, thank you so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Well, thank you for having me on. Um, so I'm a junior here at Wake Forest. I'm from Asheville, North Carolina. I've been playing golf since I was, gosh about four years old. Um, it's It runs in my family, so mm-hmm. I never really had a choice, but um, <laughs> I did ultimately choose to, to pursue it in college um, and was lucky enough to, to get the opportunity to play here at Wake. Um, I'm a business and enterprise management major with a concentration in sports management. Um, yeah, that's background.
0: So obviously you've had a deep, we'll get into your history with Wake Forest, mm-hmm. but you um, you know, did you always have your eye on Wake and how did you get recruited there? How did the golf recruiting process work out? I know that's kind of crazy and wild.
2: Yeah, so it was funny. So when I was like super little, I obviously grew up a Wake fan because both my parents went here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the recruiting process for for junior golf, it works, you know, you kind of play some national events and you get some exposure and college coaches will come to watch you. Um, so when I kind of started my process, I actually, I told my parents because they both went here and my mom was a golfer here, I, I told them, I was like, mom, dad, like nothing personal, but I'm like never going to go to Wake because (laughs) it was like y'all school and I want to make my own school and be my own name and all of this stuff. And um, the Wake coaches actually would come to watch me play and and all this stuff. And I went to some like recruiting camps and and mom kind of convinced me. She's like, you know, like they've spent a lot of time recruiting you, watching you play like you owe it to them to go visit. So I visited my sophomore year and f- completely fell in love with it. Loved the coaches, the team, the atmosphere, just Wake Forest as a whole um, and ended up committing later that year. So I verbaled and then signed my senior year and the rest is history.
0: Oh my God. Yeah, that is, <laughs> that is crazy. Um, I myself am also a double legacy, so I think that's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, you know how we both wound <laughs> up here. Um, but obviously, so getting into golf, um, it's kind of a solo-oriented game, you know what I mean? It's a team sport, but you know, you're know you kind of on your own the whole time, <laughs> kind of like tennis, if you're not playing doubles. Um, does that, how does that play in the teamwork aspect and like team bonding, you know? How, what's the dynamic like?
2: Yeah, it's interesting, because college golf, like you said, they've taken an individual sport and made it into a team sport.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and and so it's it, what's nice and what's different about college golf is you do have this like support system and like, these great competitors and great players around you that you can use as a resource. Um, and, and I think that's one thing that's nice about having a team and especially teams close as ours. And luckily as good as we are, is that everyone pushes each other to be better. We have our values that we set as a team, you know, we might have X hours of required practice, but we're all going to stay after and be there before and, and work our butts off during practice. Um, because that's ultimately how the team gets better. You don't get better by just doing the minimum work and, um, I think it's one of those things where no one's ever, obviously people care about how they play individually, but everyone's just so much more concerned with how the team plays, Mm -hmm. Um, which I think is really cool and part of what makes us play as well as we do, I think.
0: Yeah, so obviously you guys killed it this fall, Mm -hmm. really proud of you guys, awesome season. what do you think went into that? Um, I mean, I know you guys have awesome facilities, and you guys work really hard. What were some successes for you guys that helped you propel you to that that awesome success?
2: Yeah, I think so. We obviously we have amazing coaches here too, on top of the mm-hmm. incredible facility that I would dare I say is the best in the country. Mm-hmm. And for as small schools we have is unbelievable. But then on top of that, you had our coaching staff who are so willing to you know do anything to help make us better um, between stats, between know ball striking and putting and chipping we have every aspect covered we have um resources in the weight room resources with the athletic trainers like we have so we're so lucky here at such a small school um but then you know there's a lot of schools that might have players that individually have seen success but i think what what separates us is that we have a, a pretty deep team you yeah. know anyone from our lineup can go out and win a golf tournament at any given point mm-hmm. um but on top of that, we all like to see each other succeed too. So you have, you know, teams that might have two or three or four or five really good players, but it's super cutthroat. They're never going to have success on a, on a larger scale because, you know, you're so worried about beating your teammates that you're not really caring how the team is doing. Whereas I think we, we all want to see each other succeed, even if that means maybe you don't finish first on the team or whatever it is. We just want to see the team play well, and and um, that's part of I think what has led to the successful fall that we've had.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, it's always great when you guys can kind of care about one another instead of yourself. Even though golf is a very kind of individual and somewhat selfish sport. <laughs> um, but anyway, so you said you've been playing golf since you're four years old, um, and you know, played for Wake Forest. So you've, you've probably played at some pretty cool golf courses. Yeah. What would you say is your favorite favorite course you've ever played on? Um, yeah. Oh.
2: So I've been lucky enough to play Augusta National, which was incredible. Oh my gosh! Played yeah. the, the women's amateur tournament there, oh and it was unbelievable. The week before the Masters, so it was in perfect shape. It was a little cold when we played, to say, but um, but that was that was unbelievable. But I um, I got to travel to Wales this summer wow. and play a course up in the n- north of Wales called Conway Golf Club, mm-hmm. which was spectacular. It was right at the base of these mountains and overlooking the sea, and it was a Lynx golf course, and it was. Um, it was so cool. So I, those, a, those two are they're up there for sure.
0: Yeah, that's, that's great. <laughs> that's great. Um, so to finish it off, I always like to ask a fun question. Um, so where is your favorite place to eat off campus? We, we went on campus with our last guy um, and he <laughs> said, I think he said subway, but off campus for me, I love bagel station. I don't know if you've been there before. So good. Um, great place. What about you?
2: My favorite place off campus. I think I'm a big Diolis fan. Like
0: It's a classic one. Love yep. Like, yep. A good, like a good like sandwich classic. for lunch
2: is amazing.
0: That's a classic. That's a classic for <laughs> sure. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. Um, good luck to you guys in the spring. Really looking forward to it. Um, can't wait. And thanks for coming on once yeah, again. Yeah, thanks for really having me. I appreciate it. Go Deeks.
2: Go Deeks.